We have uh, some brothers here this morning, uh, Brother Sergio and uh, Brother Joel Yax, if y'all would come up. We also are blessed uh, to have Miss Isabel and Leslie here this morning. Um, Brother Joel called me earlier this week and he said, uh, oh, and Fernando, it's good to see you. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't see you back there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, hi, buddy. I love it. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to you, uh, and I'll let you share the news. Who, who's first? Buenos días, hermanos. So good morning. Oh, you, you all got that. Look at that. No, no tengo que traducir. Uh, gracias por permitirnos adorar con ustedes esta mañana. Thank you for allowing us to worship with you guys this morning. Nos sentimos bendecidos. We feel blessed. Estamos aquí para decirles muchas gracias. We are here today to tell you thank you. Su amor cristiano les permite compartir este lindo templo con nosotros. Uh, your, your Christian love allows you guys to share this building with us. Queremos contarles que para nosotros ha sido una gran bendición estar aquí. We want to uh, share with you that for us has been a tremendous blessing to be able to worship in this building. Y quisiéramos compartir con ustedes algunas bendiciones muy lindas que Dios nos ha dado. And we want to uh, share with you guys a couple of the blessings that God has allowed us to have recently. Tenemos unas fotos para que ustedes puedan verlas. We have a couple of pictures that we want to share with you guys. Um, there he is. So recently we had a, a the, the most recent... Uh, prayer week or evangelistic week that we had or campaign uh, we were uh, blessed to have cuantos bautizos cinco five uh, people that got baptized this is uh, this is two of them this is the the mother and and the daughter they they wanted to be baptized in a lake so the pastor went over there and he jumped in the water and he got them baptized in the lake um, and then on the next slide please um, we have uh, pictures uh, that place may, may look kind of like familiar to you guys. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we have some pictures of the other baptisms that, that we were able to perform here. Um, the picture on the top left corner for you guys, uh, they are a couple that they, they, they decided to get married. And right after that, they wanted to be baptized. Um, and then um, we have the sister here on the top right corner for you guys. Uh, she's a young lady, and she, she decided to to give her life uh, to Jesus Christ as well. Agradecemos a Dios y agradecemos mucho a cada uno de ustedes. We are very thankful. Uh, we, we give thanks to God, and we also want to thank you for, for this. También queremos contarles que nuestros hermanos que viven en Shelbyville están adorando en un lugar en Shelbyville ahora mismo. So, so before we uh, we used to gather here, we're casi 100 
100 personas, 80. We're getting close to 100 people gathering here every Saturday. Um, a, a couple of the families that were gathering here with us every Saturday, they were uh, commuting from Shelbyville. Uh, but recently, since the group was growing so much, uh, they decided to start their own uh, you know, child church, you know, b this being the mother church. And hopefully, you know, soon they're going to continue growing to become a new church over there in Shelbyville as well. Así que, hermanos, muchas gracias. Y nosotros oramos por ustedes y agradecemos porque sabemos que ustedes oran por nosotros. Uh, so we want to express our gratitude to you and, and we want, to, want you guys to know that we pray for you guys as well. Just the same way we, we, we know that you guys are praying for us. Buenos días, hermanos. <laughs> that was in English. <laughs> um, we say thank you to everyone. Thank you to the little member in this church, to the big one. Because you make me happy and feeling sad when I see the sign on Friday when I come in. And I see big sign there, the meeting is not here. We're moving to the other side. So I say, oops, they do that for us. Because you have meeting here on Fridays. And when I see that sign, I say, thank you, God. This brother and sister, they really uh, take care of us. And uh, the picture you see up there is yours, too. It's your job, too. It's, it's what you do every Sunday here. Because we don't uh, take this brother and sister somewhere else. We take them to the heaven. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, and we also want to say thank you for everything you guys have done since the beginning. And like, he's, like he said, sometimes you guys go out of your way to, to, allow, to allow us to worship here. We we're very thankful for that. And, and like Brother, I lost him. I lost him. He, he did the prayer before. You know, he was saying, we're just one church, one Christ. And we're heading in the same direction, heaven. Uh, so hopefully we'll, we'll be there all together, no matter the the. the, the they, 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 ¿cómo se dice? Denomination. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, I'd like for the shepherds to come up. And Brother John King, would you, uh, would you lead us in prayer? Father God, we thank you for your word and the picture that it has of people from every tribe, every tongue, every people group around your throne praising King Jesus. Lord, we pray for that vision to become a reality within our lifetime. We pray for those people groups who do not yet have your word translated into their language that'll happen quickly. And Father, we thank you for the opportunity to make good use, to be good stewards of the resources you've provided. Lord, we thank you for those who are coming to know Jesus. Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, uh, every day is your day. And we pray that your name will be exalted. Uh, bless us all as we lift up Jesus. In his name I pray. Amen. Amen.
All right. I was about to go. David blocked me. He's blocking me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I give you a I like to mess. We, yeah, I like him. <laughs> I love my brother. <laughs> I like you too. I love you too. Um, and I, I don't want to impose upon his time, but John puts everything into his lessons with a heart that is wide open to receiving from God and sharing with us. And I would encourage anybody, especially the shepherds, to bring a blessing upon him before mm. John speaks. So, Father, I, I, just, I just thank you Amen. for creating John in your image that he seeks your heart and he seeks to share it. Father, I pray now for blessings upon John and his family and his ministry. And I pray for blessings upon him right now that he'll recall what he's prepared and he will present it with, with your intent and your love. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father, for his presence in our lives and most importantly for your lordship in our lives. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you, David. Whew, all right. Good stuff this morning so far, huh? Good stuff this morning so far, huh? Woo! We're gonna get we're gonna get the wave going at some point. I I, <laughs> I know that Eve would be okay with it, so we can go we can start from this side and go over here. So, so one day we'll say Jesus and everyone will start the wave. Okay, on track. On track, John. Um a share I'm gonna sh- we're gonna show a video here in just a minute. Um ten forty five, we're doing good. This video has been on my heart uh, for the last several days, and I kept like trying to brush it aside and be like, oh, no, I need to talk about something else, which I'm going to. Um, this is going to be like a, I think it's an 18-minute video I'm going to share afterwards for like 10 minutes or so. So you know me. I'm usually pretty concise. I'm not too, I know you've had longer-winded preachers than me. I'm not going to say it's John King. I think we all know who we're talking about. So we can go through 30 minutes, right? That's, that's, all, that's all I'm asking for this morning. Um, so you'll, you'll be done. That's only 1045, all right? I just know when there's a lot of transitions, sometimes people get antsy. Um, this is going to kind of go along with what the Lord's already doing this morning. I already see. So this is going to be an interview with uh, one of my friends. Uh, what they, they call him Pastor X in this video. And... He is working in um, Iran. He's working in Afghanistan. I actually got to hear there was a, this week he did an interview and shared what's going on with Afghanistan. So many people logged in, it crashed the video, and they had to end up doing a podcast uh, the next day. I'll briefly share that, that anything, so Brian, what Brian said is totally true. I mean, this is a, this is a guy that's on the ground, no, has people on the ground, know what's going on over there. Just pray. We've got to pray. Like, they're they they have a hit list. Christians are on the hit list. Christians are like Brian said. They're fleeing to the mountains in Afghanistan. Um, they're having to mark X's on their doors if they have women in their homes. A lot of these places, if there's if you have women at all, if they're under 25, they just take them for their prize or jihad prize. Um, if you're older and you're married, they kill the husband and they take the wife. It's just insane. It's just it's it's. I mean, it's crazy what's going on. So guys, let's just continue to uh, be prayerful for them. And in the midst of that. This guy right here, his mother-in-law calls me, I mean calls me, calls him and says, um, 
one of our guys that's on the ground is like, hey, 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 can you get on a Zoom call with us? We have to send, we have to move forward the kingdom. And she's like, what are you talking about? Where are you? I can't tell you, but I'm on the signal. I'm on this app. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We got we to gotta share the kingdom. We've got to get this message of the good news out. In the midst of them having to run to the mountains, their, their thought is, how can we continue the message of the kingdom? It's ripe for this time. And there's actually even reports of Taliban people doing discovery studies now with some of their leaders. Isn't that incredible? Praise God. Come on. So that's just some stuff to keep praying about, y'all. Keep praying about. Like, there's horrific things happening, but God's also moving in the midst of that. And so this is a video that's going to talk about uh, Iran, and he also has lived in the West. I I guess I can't say where, but he's lived in the West, um, grew up in the West, actually. And I'm going to, after we talk about this, I'm going to just discuss prayer and some of the things that uh, Greg was sharing with our, our team last week. If you weren't here last week and you wanted to hear, if, if you didn't know what was going on, like Justin and Ben and some of the guys and Greg, we were just kind of sharing what was taking place at uh, Taylor Place and also inviting the church into a season of prayer, which I'm going to get into. But it's on iTunes or podca- I, Apple Podcast or whatever. Um, if you ever want to listen to anything that we've shared, Kyle posts it there every week. So let's watch this video, and then I'll share some th- a few things this morning. And that guy's legit. I know him. He's a legit. He's a legit guy. Um, so I think the Lord wanted me to show this for for a couple reasons. Is I know John can share with you about Africa, and he probably will at some point soon. And he has before. And the, what we did last week was birthed in a, hung, a, a, a holy jealousy, really, for seeing the for these people in these other countries that are seeing. These, these disciple-making movements just break loose, that are seeing average, everyday Christians live the life that Jesus wants them to live and, and, um, and being intentional as, um, what does he call himself in this, ex, uh, as, as he was saying here. And we want to continue doing that. Um, but we know this, and you can ask him, you can ask John, you can ask anybody that's heard of these movements taking place, the very first place it has to start is with prayer. So you may say, here is challenge to go and to engage people and stuff, and that's totally legit. He convicted me whenever I heard him say that. I was like, man, I always go to the self-checkout line <laughs> and, and all this. And, like, it, I'm changing my behavior because I'm like, well, that's, he's right. Like, if I want to be the light of the world, I'm not even talking to people. And... Um, or whenever I'm going to get coffee or whatever, like it's actually changed. Or even, oh my gosh, that was at first maybe actually going and buy, paying for your gas instead of going to the, the, the self-checkout line or the, just do it at the pump. Like he's just like, why not, right? We have, to, we have to engage people. And he's not preaching the gospel when he's engaging them. Just so you know, he's getting to know and being nice to people and friendly. <laughs> he's trying to get to know his neighbors. He's trying to get to know his community. That's what, the, that's what it's called. You know, that's what we're called to do. Um, and then through that, they see a life. But uh, this next like season here at Stones River, I know this is on Greg's heart and on my heart and, and on some other of y'all's hearts, we really want to become very intentional about, about prayer. Um, disciple making, uh, these, any revival, any movement of the church, almost all of them throughout history, if you go read history, is preceded with prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting. 
And so what we don't want to do is just go, yeah, let's do it, and run out and do a bunch of stuff in our own strength. I've done that, and it really is not very much fun. Then it's so easy to get frustrated. It's so easy to, you know, to get down, to, to get discouraged. Um, but it's in that moment of, of praying. It's in those moments of praying as a church and coming together and listening to Holy Spirit's voice that Holy Spirit will guide us and he will direct us. Um, I'm jealous to, for people having dreams and visions. And we're seeing some of that. We are starting to see some of that here. Dreams and visions and Jesus coming to them and, and these things and, and the Holy Spirit preparing hearts so that whenever we meet people, they're ready. This can happen here. Like this is like my heartbeat. That's gonna happen. I'm so tired of hearing about it happening other places. I'm like God, bring that revival, that 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 movement here to America, God. Um, so let me just share a few things and I'll be done. It's only eleven ten. Man, I can go for twenty minutes, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Um, the first thing I want to share is just when it comes to prayer is that we know, and I've, all, I've shared this so many times, is that the church, when Jesus ascended to sit on his throne, what is the first thing you see the church doing? Right. Praying. They walked in obedience to what Jesus says, Acts chapter 1, verse 14. He's talking about the disciples. List out the disciples, says, all these were constantly devoting themselves. So it wasn't even just a one-time prayer event. This was a devotion to prayer um, Together with certain women, like I love that in the video. I love, I love that in the video. Women usually are the biggest proponents of these things, right, John? Guys, we got to step up our game. Come on. But we, we need ladies to lead, to, to grab hold and go, yes, we're going to pray. We're going to engage our communities. We're going to do this. And then maybe the guys will actually follow you. Um, <laughs> including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brother. So they're totally dedicated to prayer. We also see in Acts chapter 2 that when it has a little snippet of, of sharing what the church was like, it says that they were devoted to what? Do you guys remember? The apostles' teaching, which we have the apostles' teachings, right? A lot of them. Scripture to the apostles' teaching. Um, to what else? Do you guys remember? Fellowship. Prayer. And eat, yep, eating together. That's right. Listen, like in this snippet of what the early church was, you know, uh, X is, yeah, I'm just going to call him M. He's okay. I can call him that. Um, uh, what the, what he said going back to the roots and stuff, like, like literally they're devoted to the scriptures. And I think a lot of, a lot of us are. Like that's the one place, I think that's one place that even in the West, that some of, not, not every community of believers, but a lot of folks are dedicated. I think that's awesome. But I know that there's, some holes, and I would say those would be fellowship and eating together <laughs> and praying together. Like, I think we could probably all agree that those are, but that's what the church was devoted to. Whenever Peter and John heal the lame man in the very next chapter, in chapter three, where were they going? Do y'all remember? To the temple, when? For what? Yeah, for the hour of prayer, for the temple prayer. Like, so Peter and John are on their way to prayer, and as they're on their way to prayer, it's just this natural thing that takes place. There's a guy, he's begging, they feel the Lord lead them, or they, I don't know, maybe they didn't, it actually doesn't say that, they just said in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. So it was in their daily going to and from, but prayer is vitally important, they end up getting arrested when they get out of prison, or uh, what happens? The church is praying, they're praying together, right? We see it over and over and over and over again. And I've been so convicted lately, even in like what 
I, we've been doing with the bread and Father's heart that we're not praying enough, that we're not, we're not, we're not seeking God's heart enough. Um, I was super convicted again this week when I was reading through a Contagious Disciple Making, and they said they did an examine a uh, survey or whatever of all their greatest, their, their disciple makers that are planting at least 20 churches a year with their teams. And um, don't let this, like, blow you away, or don't let this make you, I don't know. But, <laughs> sorry, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't want people to be like, oh, no, I could never do this and uh, whatever. But the, the one common thread that they had and everything, and all the things that they did, they had one common thread. I know John knows it. It's a absolute dedication to prayer. So all the techniques, all the different things that they would do, there was one thing that was a th- thread throughout it all was that they were totally dedicated to prayer, and their average prayer was six hours a day. <laughs> That's where I'm going, oh, Lord. Uh, three hours personal prayer and three hours as a team. And you're like, how could they do that? Guess what? They're not even full-time ministers. How about that? I'm like, oh, man, Lord. They get up at 4 o'clock. Jesus, help me, Lord. <laughs> there you go. They get up at 4 o'clock and pray to 7 individually, and this was kind of like just a typical, and then they prayed for three hours. Now most of us have to go into work before 10 o'clock. So, but anyways, just saying like, just recognizing how vitally important that is. And I thought to myself, you know, I wonder if they're agonizing to do prayer or if they just have such a heart for the lost and for their city and to see the kingdom of God expand that they just know they have to pray and they want to pray. That would be, (laughs) I doubt it's like, oh no. So we're going to, we want to see we want to invite everyone to become, for us here, even at Stones River, to become very serious about prayer and prayer for our city um, so that we can see these things taking place and God moving in a mighty way. So I'm gonna, last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to read just a bit of Acts chapter 17, and then there will be an invitation to what, we'll, what we're going to start this next week. Um, I'm going to start in verse 16, Acts 17, 16. Uh, for context, Paul, Silas, and um, Timothy are in Berea, and the Bereans are like really interested in the word, and then some Jewish people from Thessalonica come in and start causing trouble, and Paul flees. He leaves uh, Timothy and Silas back in Berea, and he goes to Athens, which Athens is pretty, pretty a pretty big city, huh? Pretty well-known city throughout history. So in verse 16, it says, While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, He was deeply distressed to see the city was full of idols. I really thought about that statement a lot this week because he's not even from Athens, right? Paul's not from Athens. But Paul was so distressed by these idols and him recognizing that these people are not following the true God. He was so taken back, it was distressing him. And I felt the Lord ask me, am I distressed for my city? You know, am I distressed for the people that are, if they die today, will not enter into the kingdom of God, will literally spend forever in hell, separated from God? Does that, does that bother me? Or have I become numb to that reality? Paul, was, Paul hadn't. <laughs> he was distressed. And then in verse 17 it says, so, so he argued in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and also in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. So Paul's distress, being distressed caused him to action. 
We also know throughout this, if we read the, uh, Paul's letters, he is a praying man, all right? He is a praying man, listening to God's voice, doing what the Lord is calling him to do. That's one of the statements that uh, M made that was so powerful when I listened to that again was simple obedience can change the entire trajectory of your life. Did you hear him say that? Learning how to just simply obey what God says can change the entire trajectory of your life. Whether you're reading scriptures and go, man, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go for it. You know, you hear that small voice in your heart, and you said, I'm going to go for it. See, Paul was, that's the life that Paul lived. So as he was distressed, he was, in, he was in the marketplace. There was a place where orders would go, and different people would go, and they would share philosophies and different things. So he was engaging people there. And then it says in verse 18, some Epicurean and Stoic philosophers debated with him. Go look up uh, Stoic, uh, Stoicism and Epicureanism. It's pretty interesting. I don't have time to go into that today. Um, some say, what does this babbler want to say? And that's actually an interesting statement too, but I'm going to keep moving on. <clears throat> Others said he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign divinities. This was because he was telling the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. So we know that what Paul is sharing with them is Jesus and him resurrected. That resurrection's a big deal. <laughs> we talk about the death of Jesus a lot, which is Hugely important, but more important even, I would say, is to be the resurrection of Jesus, the fact that he raised from the dead. Um, and that's what had them like, what's, what is he talking about? What's going on? <clears throat> it said, um, so to them, so they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, which is a really cool rock. There was a council that would meet there, all kinds of cool stuff. Go look, that's actually, I did a whole study on that. This is just so interesting, but I don't have time to share all that. Um, he brought him there and said, uh, may we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting. It sounds rather strange to us so that we might know what it means. Now, all the Athenians and all the foreigners in the land would spend their time in nothing but telling and hearing something new. So they invited him to do this. Now, I don't know if this was dangerous for Paul, but Socrates got killed by, in Athens because of what he was going around telling. Like, 400 years-ish before Paul was doing this, right? So they want to hear. They're trying to figure out what, do you, what is going on. But God, you see that God is opening a door for Paul. But I really just want to focus on the next like verse or two, and then I'll be done. Is that it said, Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, <clears throat> I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with an inscription, to an un, with the inscription to an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. And then he goes and he proclaims the message. The reason I wanted to bring this up is this week we're going to invite on, um, we sent the email out on Wednesday and Thursday night. We're going to start this thing called prayer walking. Um, they do it in Africa. They do it, I mean, there's a lot of places that, 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 that um, they engage in this. And it's an invitation to begin to pray, but what we're doing is we're actually going to be walking through our city. We're going to be listening to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts. We're going to be praying for what the Lord puts in front of our eyes, right? And if you're scared, it's okay. We're going to go in teams, and if you're scared, you don't even have to say a word. We'd encourage you to, encourage you to grow, but like if, if it's a big step, just to say, okay, I'll be there, and let me just see what this you know, crazy thing or what this thing is that John's talking about is all about. Because what's so striking for Paul is that I, I find is that Paul, as he's going into the cities, you know he's prayerful about it. Paul was looking for opportunities 
to share the kingdom and for the needs in the community. That's what he's doing here. When he starts sharing this message, he starts with, you're extremely religious because he's what? He's been aware of that. He's noticed that. He also noticed that there's this idol that's to an unknown God. There's a need in the community. Who is this God? Who is this unknown God? And that's where Paul starts. And what often happens that I have done this. We get excited and we want to make a difference in our community and we want to make a difference in our city and we come in, you know, riding our horses, like we're going to change the world. And sometimes we do more harm than good. (laughs) Sometimes we do good, but even even this week someone told me that there's a community here in Murfreesboro that's so sick of churches using them as their project. It's like that you keep coming to my neighborhood, you keep doing this, and all they, they feel like we're a project instead of we actually love you, we actually care for you. And that comes from like we're not even talking often about what their needs are. What do you even need? We just think we know. We just assume things. I love that Paul wasn't making assumptions. Paul was looking for what's the need here, where is God already working in the city, and how can I jump in on that, and how can I use that to express the kingdom? And so in this prayer walking that we're going to be doing, that's the things that we're going to be looking for. Not only are we going to be praying, we're going to be looking for what are the needs in our city. Guess what? You might see a person and you don't have to talk to them, but you could, right? I, as we have teams, hopefully we'll have multiple teams. I'm, make sure that we have some extroverts on teams with introverts, okay? We're not going to have a whole team of introverts and everyone's scared, okay? Guess what? If we have a whole team of extroverts, they probably won't follow up with anybody. I'm just going to be real, and I know that in a, special, in a special way. We need introverts. We need extroverts. We need everything. But we could. We could you could say, hey, if they ask what you're doing, it's all natural. That's what it needs to be. Well, we're, you know, we're walking through praying. Is there anything that we could pray for for you or for our city, your neighborhood or whatever? And just see what happens. We're going to write notes. We're going to listen collectively. John will t- talk on that in a couple weeks, John King, about listening, seeing the puzzle pieces of what the Holy Spirit brings to all of our hearts. That's why I want everyone to, desperate to have everybody involved because if we want to, to do this, we need, every, we need people. We need you. It's, we don't need just me trying to listen to God or just Greg or John or whoever. Like We need or the shepherds or men. Like, us all listening to God and saying, I don't know what it is, but there's something that God keeps highlighting in that area of the city. You know what I mean? And then is in, in like, Diane, you're right. I don't know. Every time I drive past that, there's just something that God is highlighting. And then we begin to explore what God wants to do. We're not going to take it. We're going to be intentional. We're not going to rush. We're going to just be intentional about praying and asking the Lord. Maybe it's a school. Maybe it's something. And asking God to say, God, where are you calling us? And Lord, we want to see dreams. We want to see visions. We want to we see uh, you moving in a mighty way, and all we want to do is we want to be, as M says, your cleanup crew for all the amazing things that you're doing in our city. Does that make sense? Okay, so that will, um, that's it. So that will, we'll do that Wednesday and Thursday. We'll send another email out. Uh, if you can't meet, you know, one of those nights and you still want to come, let me know. I'll, I'll take you. <laughs> well, and, and all we're going to do, super simple, is we're going to meet at Taylor Place because there's some things that happen, I think, thir- I know Thursday night and Wednesday night here or no? It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what I thought. So we'll meet at Taylor Place right over there. We'll do a quick, like, orientation. I'll just kind of share some things. Greg may share, Greg may share a few things about what we're doing. We're just going to walk this neighborhood just to practice, okay, just so we can have something, so we can start practicing, and then we're going to come back, 
and we're going to debrief and say what went well and what didn't go well and what did you learn and stuff like that. That's it. Super simple, right? If a neighbor tries to talk to you, you'll be in a group. Don't be scared. Someone else can say something, you know. Um, and we're going to pray and just listen to God. That's it. Super simple. So do what? And f- oh, yes, thank you, Greg. And Greg knows the heart of the American is to have food at something. So we will have food both nights. So if you, um, yeah, I mean, come no matter what, but if you could let Greg or I know or respond to Larissa's email that she'll send out, that would be awesome so we could know about how many people, but don't let that stop you. We will make sure that there's food for enough people and all that kind of stuff. All right. So uh, let's, yes? Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Oh. Hallelujah. Thanks. Glory. Ben, you going to say something? I know you look like you want to say something. No, I think you should. <laughs> I feel like you should. What John's been talking about, he's been doing. Um, he's spoken to us several times recently about uh, he and a group of guys who meet at the hookah bar here in town. I was so curious about that, I went with them Wednesday night. Pretty amazing. Um, there's a Hindu, a young man there who is Hindu, who never misses. He wants to hear what these guys have to say. There's a homeless guy who um, is very tired from working. He needed to go to bed, but he couldn't go to bed without coming by the hookah bar and saying good night to these guys. There's another Hindu man who owns the place who comes in just, just to talk. These people believe that these guys are followers of Jesus. These guys are aware that these fellows have something that's missing in their lives. They're modeling that to these people. They're touching lives. I want to be part of that, and I hope you do too. It was awesome having you there too. Um, and just so you know, God, you don't have to go to bars. <laughs> I want to share that. Um, Seth and I were spending time with the guy at the gym that we met this last week. So it's it's there's so many opportunities if we just become in, it's you know that's that's as simple as walking into the gym and talking to the person behind the counter and trying to start a conversation. Can I tell you something? It's awkward for me sometimes. Like you think that I can just talk to anyone? I don't. It's not. It's not always easy. It really isn't. There's. Uh, especially when they're way younger than me. And I, I'm just being real, and it, it can be difficult. Yes, Ben? <laughs> yeah, he's doing discovery study. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. The Lord is, the, and that was just crazy. That's, that was one of those stories from like there. That's what we have to pray. If we pray and hear from God, I promise you we're gonna have, you're going to have a story about that. And you're going to have a story, and you're going to have a story, and we're going to have all these stories for people that God is speaking to their heart that just can't wait. I mean, 
uh, K, who he's talking about, God has been speaking to him for years, and he's just been waiting to hear. Like, like, oh my gosh, that's just it's just amazing. So it's nothing. So we let's just get to let's just get to praying and, and listening to the Lord, and God's going to do just incredible things. Okay, Father, Lord, we love you, with all of our hearts, and we're so happy, Lord. I, 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 when I listen to him talk and and I listen to the stories. Um, uh, in Africa, Father God, and just, I just, there's a holy, uh, ho- holy, I hope, jealousy that comes over my heart, just saying, God, we want to see th- this happen. We want to see disciples who make disciples who make disciples. We want to see you receive the reward of your suffering, Jesus. We want to see your kingdom, King Jesus, expanded all over our city. Lord, we don't want to be the church where if persecution comes, we run because we're converts and not disciples. We want to be the church, God, where if persecution comes, we are willing to die. In fact, Lord, I want to be the church that fights for who gets to die for you. Lord, like the early church did, like so many did, Father, because there's a great reward for that. <laughs> so, Lord, I, I just ask that you would help to stir up a, a, a spirit of, uh, of prayer, of caring, Lord, that we would be, Lord, not depressed about it, but it would distress us to think about all those who are in our county and in our city who do not know you, those who are in our workplaces right now and in our neighborhoods that do not know you. But Lord, that it would, just like it did with Paul, it would cause us to action. And so God, I just, I just pray that, that we would do that, that we would walk in obedience to what you're calling us to do. And Father, we pray for every people group in our city, God. And we ask, Father, I ask, Father, for dreams and for visions and Holy Spirit, for your small, still voice speaking to people, for followers of Jesus, true followers, meeting those who have never heard your name, God, or those who have heard your name and have ignored it for such a long time, and they can see lives that are radically different, Father. I pray, Father, that, that Bibles that are on shelves will be open, and they don't know why. They just sense there's a reason that they need to, God. And Lord, that we would just be totally willing to do whatever you call us to do to see your kingdom spread on this earth. We love you with all of our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen.